0: Tonight's make-up story is a story about a family of aliens that live deep in outer space behind the sun in a giant gumball machine. And there was a dada alien and a mama alien and two kid aliens. And the dad was named Steve And the mama alien who loved going, sliding down giant gumballs was named Amanda. And there was a Jonah alien and a Jesse alien. One day, Jonah alien decided he would say something.
1: Jonah alien said, Mom and Dad, can we please go out of this gumball machine planet all the way? two
0: and Jonah's mama alien replied to Jonah and she looked at him sternly and she said
2: Jonah alien you know that the gumball machine has been broken for five million years and we would need a quarter from earth to even be able to escape the gumball machine
0: and then Jesse alien said ding 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 And just as he said ding-dang, Jonah Alien had an idea. His idea was he would chew up some of the gumballs from inside the gumball machine, and he would make a big slide made out of gum that went from all the way where the gumball machine was in outer space down to a planet named Earth. So Jonah told his parents, Steve and Amanda Alien, to chew and chew on the gum. And they said, Jonah, what's our plan?
1: Um, our plan is to take a slide down to Earth. And if it's not long enough, I made a gumball
0: rocket. And Jonah showed the gumball rocket to his mom and his dad... And the way it worked was when you pressed a button, the gumball shot up all the way past the sun and it got bigger and bigger and it went all the way onto the slide. And Jonah and Jesse and Steve and Amanda Alien took the gumball rocket down the gum slide all the way to Earth. Amanda Alien told. Steve, Jonah, and Jesse Alien that it was important for them to wear a disguise so that nobody on Earth would think that they were aliens. And Amanda said the disguise should look like a kitty cat. And she also said that because it was a kitty cat disguise... They should, everyone should meow and be furry and pretend to be a kitty so a family would take you in. And Amanda also said,
2: And we will wear sunglasses so that no one can see our alien eyes.
0: And just as Amanda said that, Jesse said, "Meow, Meow, 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 meow. And then his big brother, Jonah Alien, said something very important
1: when the cat when you turn into a cat sometimes people actually can recognize the meow so you have to be very very cautious of what meow you say
0: and then just as jonah said that he handed his mom and dad and his little brother alien a special kind of gumball that had a picture of a kitty cat. And when they started to chew on the gumball, they grew fur, and they got four legs, and they got whiskers that grew from the side of their faces, and ears that looked like kitty. And they started to walk around pretending to be kitty cats in a neighborhood where a lot of kids live. And... There was a five-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy who were walking around the neighborhood. And the five-year-old girl said, look, I see a kitty cat. And the other kid said, oh, there's three more. And then they said, should we catch it and take it into our house? And they said, that would be a good idea. And so they went up to the kitty cats and they put some kitty treats down on the sidewalk. And the kitty said, meow, meow. But these were smart five-year-old kids, and they could tell that it didn't sound like a regular kitty cat meow. And also, these kitty cats seemed to have a little bit of gum in their teeth. And so, the girl and boys decided that they should tell their parents before taking the kitty cats in the house. And then they heard the kitty cat say meow again. Meow, meow. And they could tell that definitely wasn't a regular kitty cat. And then one of the five-year-old kids said,
1: Meow, meow. I will detect them. I'm the best detector at kitties to make sure to a cat in the world.
0: And she brought out her detective kit from inside her house. And she had a magnifying glass. And she had a microscope. And she even had a special magic wand that was glow in the dark and had a special kind of sprinkly rainbow dust at the end. Well, she and her friend used their detective kit and they brought it to the kitty cats. And when they looked at the kitty cats through the magnifying glass, and they touched the magic wand at the end of the magnifying glass, they saw that the kitties were really green. And they said, everybody, everybody, come look. And there were people that were walking down the street that were very interested, and they wanted to see. And so they looked at the little girls, And they said,
2: little girls, little girls, what are you looking at?
0: And they told, the girls told them that they found aliens. And just as the aliens disguise, yeah, just as the aliens disguise was wearing off, the aliens turned from kitty cats into doggies. And And suddenly all of the kids were like, doggies, doggies, wow. And the doggies ran away because they didn't want the kids to know that they had the secret key for inside of the planet that would turn all of the lava inside volcanoes into honey. And it would make all of the clouds rain ice cream. And the secret key that you could put inside of the earth that makes volcanoes have honey in them Comes from outer space. From the gumball machine in outer space. And when you put the secret key in, it says, ah? Ah. Just like that. And the key goes into the ocean. And so that's why, if, there's, if you ever see a special gumball that has a picture of a key on it, and the gumball is triangle-shaped, then you should put that in the ocean, and it'll unlock... Earth's special powers. Well, the alien family that turned into dogs, they decided they would help everyone on Earth. And they went and they put the special triangle-shaped gumball into the ocean. And when they put it into the ocean, there were a lot of fish that started coming out of the ocean and flying like butterflies. Bees suddenly decided that they wouldn't want to sting anybody, and lions began to be really good at sharing and caring. There were raccoons, and the raccoons decided to be so nice and not to go in garbages. And all of the bunny rabbits went right up to kids so that they would pet them. And also...
1: Did skunks stop to spray that yucky stuff at you?
0: skunks decided that instead of spraying yucky stuff, they would spray a nice kind of flower smell. And all of the skunks in the world became good skunks that sprayed only nice sprays. And everyone on Earth lived happily ever after, and the alien family went back to outer space to live in their alien gumball machine and everyone lived happily ever after
1: the end but one more point this is one chapter so we're gonna do a couple more chapters mom i want yeah. to close the water bottle so it doesn't okay
2: Okay, are we ready to read The 100 Doves? Yeah. The 100 Doves by Phoebe Coughlin. Hmm. Yeah. We hope you enjoy 100 White Doves. Layla was a leopard cub. Like all children, she liked to draw and collect shells from the beach. And she loved basking in the shallow waters of the ocean, watching the sun set over Calypso Island, where she lives. Layla was a leopard, but she wished she was a cheetah. The problem was, leopards did not like cheetahs, and cheetahs did not like leopards. That's just how it was. Cheetahs lived on the other side of Calypso Island, behind the big gray wall that was 100 feet tall and 1,000 feet long. Cheetahs were rich, and leopards were poor. Cheetahs have enough food to eat, and they lived in tree houses with rope ladders and slides and rooftops with swimming pools. Cheetah children had fun playgrounds with helter-skelter slides made of
1: glass.
2: <laughs> made of glass, so it felt like you were floating through the air, and swings that whirled you through waterfalls and over cliff edges, so it felt like you were flying with the birds. There were no playgrounds or treehouses for the leopards. Leopards did not even have enough food to eat. Every morning, Layla would lick her breakfast bowl clean of milk, then climb the great olive tree by the giant gray wall. The olive tree was very old. It was older than her grandfather and her great-grandfather. The knobbly branches twisted and turned like a crooked staircase. From the top, Layla could see over the wall. She could watch the cheetah children having fun. Her chest would hurt, wishing so much that she could join them. Climbing down, Layla picked olives and that her mother would squeeze into olive oil during the evenings. Leopards were not allowed on the cheetah's side of the wall. Tigers and grown-up cheetahs policed it. They stood tall on four legs with sharp teeth and sharp claws, and they would roar fiercely if any leopard tried to pounce over. One morning, Layla was very sad because it was her birthday and her mother was too poor to buy ingredients to bake a cake. No cake, no special breakfast, and no presents because her parents had no money. She snuck away to her olive tree and curled up at the top. Amid the silence of the dawn, her tears sounded very loud. On the cheetah's side of the wall, a flower patch glowed with color. A group of cheetah children played football by it. And It made Layla sad because there were no colorful flowers on her side of the wall. One of the cheetahs accidentally kicked his football too far, and the ball landed beneath the branches of Layla's olive tree that curved over the wall. The cheetah galloped to chase it. He heard Layla cry and looked up. Layla's teardrops fell onto his snout. "'Why are you crying?' the cheetah asked. "'Because it's my birthday, and I didn't get any cake or presents because my parents don't have any money.' That's horrible. Happy birthday, said the cheetah kindly. I will make you a present today at school because we have arts and crafts. Thank you, Layla said. You are so nice, cheetah. I didn't know cheetahs were nice. What's your name? My name is Charlie. What's your name? My name is Layla. Meet me here this evening after school, said Charlie, and he galloped off with his football. That evening, Layla climbed her tree and wondered if Charlie would remember to bring her a present. She wondered how she would give it, how he would give it to her, as she was so high up in her olive tree, and they weren't allowed to cross the wall. Charlie came as promised. Catch, he said. A paper airplane came gliding through the air, and Layla caught it in her paws. Open it, Charlie called. Layla opened the airplane and inside was a bunch of flowers that Charlie had threaded into a bracelet. The message on the wing of the plane said, Happy Birthday Layla, love from Charlie. Layla grinned from ear to ear. Thank you, she called back. Charlie saluted her and then ran off because police tigers had started to growl at him. Cheetahs and leopards were not allowed to be friends. Layla wore her new bracelet to her birthday party on the beach. She felt happy and had such a lovely time with her friends. They played stuck in the mud and leaping leopards, where you had to lie very still in the sand even though the little crabs would crawl over your tummy and their feet felt tickly. Layla was allowed to stay up till midnight as a special birthday treat. Her father arrived home very late. He had missed her party. He said, "'I traveled all day to pick you some strawberries from the strawberry bush. "'I'm sorry, but I don't have enough money to buy you a cake.' "'but you are my little girl, and I wanted to have something special for your birthday.' "'Layla gave her father a big cuddle. "'She had not had strawberries in a year, and they were her favorite fruit. "'At dawn, Layla went to the beach and hunted out the prettiest shell. "'She wanted to give Charlie a thank-you gift in return for her birthday present. "'She found a shell that was cone-shaped with swirly golden and white stripes.' She filled the cone with water from the ocean and caught a baby starfish. She placed the starfish in the cone and carefully made her way to the olive tree, climbing it with the cone shell wrapped safely in her tail. It's okay. Hey, Charlie, she yelled because the cheetah children were playing football again. "I I brought you something to say thank you for giving me a present, but it is very precious, so you have to make sure to catch it. Layla dropped the cone shell. "'and Charlie caught it nicely between his paws. "'I will call the starfish Layla after you,' he said. "'At twilight, a shimmering silver glaze settled over the ocean. "'Layla liked to rest here in the shallows, "'ducking her tail in and out of the water. "'Her grandfather lay next to her. "'He enjoyed telling Layla's stories "'as the gentle evening waves trickled over their speckled fur.' "'Granddad, tell me about the olden days when leopards and cheetahs were all friends on Calypso Island,' Layla said. Layla's grandfather lit his pipe and began. "'In the early days, when I myself was a child, the cat kingdom existed in harmony. "'Leopards and cheetahs lived happily side by side in Calypso Island. "'They shared the sunshine. "'They walked the same beaches, swam the same oceans, and climbed the same trees.' The children went to school together and the adults hunted antelope in the abundant fields and fished in plentiful waters. In the olden days it didn't matter if you were a cheetah with a spotty fur coat or a leopard with a spherical pattern speckled across your back. All cats were fearless. Or all cats were friends. And the sky was alive with 100 white doves and the apple trees and the strawberry bushes <coughs> flowered with enough food to feed 1000 cats. So what went wrong? Leila asked. The greedy tigers came from the other side of the ocean. Tigers wanted all the antelope. The tigers wanted all the apples and strawberries. The tigers wanted the tigers wanted the doves. The leopards told the tigers they could not take their harvest and the animals because that would be stealing. But the tigers still wanted the antelope. the doves. Uh, Uh, But the tigers still wanted the antelope and the apples and the strawberries and the doves. So they asked the cheetahs. The tigers were rich and they said to the cheetahs, If you let us have these things, then we will give you gold and silver and we will protect you. The cheetahs wanted gold and silver, so they said okay. One night, the tigers and cheetahs built a big wall that cut through the heart of Calypso Island. The cheetahs were allowed to stay on the good side of the island with all the antelope parks and fruitful land. The leopards were hounded into into the bad, smaller side of the island. Don't do that, bud. Stuck on in the barren land. Since that day, leopards have been poor. Mummy leopards have to swim to the deeper part of the ocean where the sharks are to find fish. Daddy leopards have to walk for miles and miles to find antelope to hunt. And children go hungry. Our dens where we live are small. And cheetah have all the good mud and sticks so no rain tumbles through their roofs, our schools are too poor to buy pencils, but their schools have pencils and paint and pastels. Granddad, what else did the greedy tiger do? Layla asked. The tigers caught all the doves and put them in cages to take back home with them. A few tigers stayed to guard the big gray wall with their sharp teeth and sharp claws. They were like the police. And they did not let any leopards climb across the wall to the good side of Calypso Island. We became trapped leopards. Our grandfather bowed his head. That day was our catastrophe. Don't the lions do anything? Layla asked. Lions are the most powerful cats. They live far away in magnificent places, but they keep to themselves and do not care about a little island like Calypso Island. Grandfather sighed. The problem is, we are all cats, but some cats are big, fat cats who are greedy and forget to be kind. That makes me sad, Grandpa. Do not be sad. Do not think about what you don't have, but think about what you do have. You don't need money to be happy. Grandfather continued, We still have the beach. We still have the sun rise every morning. We still have our imagination. We can play dot to dot with a night sky and dream up pictures between the stars. We still have our voices. We can sing beneath the moon and dance in the summer sun. We do not have pencils, um, but we can take chalk from the sand and we can draw our thoughts across the land. The next year, Layla turned eight. On her eighth birthday, Charlie already stood waiting for her at the bottom of the olive tree. This year, he bought her a palette of paint and some brushes. He wrapped them in wrapping paper and attached the parcel to his football, which he chucked over the wall toward the olive tree for Layla to catch. Layla loved her present. She had never seen paint before and was amazed by the brightness of all the colors. She had only ever drawn with chalk, and chalk only ever came in cruddy white or gray. This time, Layla was not sad with her fam- when her family could not afford to buy a present. She felt more grown up now that she was eight. Her father walked all day to collect strawberries, but because the weather was bad, all the strawberries were moldy. Layla's father was sad that he had not been able to bring his daughter anything special. He decided to climb the wall at sunset to see if he could find some cake or strawberries on the cheetah's side of the wall. He was very brave. The tigers and cheetahs on watch saw Layla's father jump over the wall. They pounced upon him. They cut his flesh with their sharp claws and bit through his fur with their sharp teeth. Then they dragged him back through the heavy gray gates to the leopard's side of the wall. Layla's father was bleeding badly. He limped back to his den, and Layla and her mother spent the night licking his wounds better. That night, the tigers and grown-up cheetahs prowled through the leopard's land. They were angry, and they wanted to make sure no leopard ever tried to cross again. The leopards were scared of tigers and cheetahs, so they stayed inside their dens and blew out their candles. The tigers patrolled and growled until sun rose in the morning. Only then did they return to the cheetah's side of the wall. Layla awoke especially early. She raced up her olive tree, her safe space, and cried and cried. She felt that last night was all her fault. Why are you crying? Charlie asked. She told them all about the tigers and the cheetahs hurting the leopards. Layla, I want to give you a cuddle, but I can't reach you, Charlie said. Instead, he stood on the ground beneath her, wondering how he could help. Charlie's friends came over to see what the matter was. The other cheetahs saw Layla crying and listened to her story. They said they felt very sorry for her. They said they did not realize that some grown-up cheetahs were so mean. They sent paper airplane after paper airplane, laden with bandages and plasters and medicine for Layla's father because there was no hospital or chemist on the leopard side of the wall. Eventually, the tigers chased the nice cheetah children away, and Layla crawled sadly down her tree to look after her father. When she got home, she discovered her new paints were missing, and that made her even more sad. Layla's friends knocked on her den door. Look, Layla, look, we borrowed your paints, and look what we did. Her friends dragged Layla to the big... Oops. Um, To the big gray wall which was no longer gray. It was alive with purple swirls and multicolored flowers with orange clouds and yellow sunshine. We will not let the tigers and the cheetahs make us sad. These colors give us hope and happiness. That night Layla joined hundreds of leopards at the big colorful wall. They sat under the glittery stars and held candles and prayed that Layla's father would get better. They prayed that the cheetahs and tigers would attack them no more. Then they heard singing from across the wall, a beautiful melody carried in the calm wind. "'Where is the music coming from?' Layla's mother asked. "'Layla, climb your olive tree and see.' When Layla reached the top of her olive tree, she saw rows of cheetahs stretching as far as her eye could see. They were holding paws, and their singing became louder and louder as more and more cheetahs came out of nowhere to join the chain. "'Behind the cheetahs, the tigers were roaring.' But the singing was so loud that it drowned the tiger's anger out. Layla spotted Charlie bang in the middle, and Charlie saw Layla. He dashed to her and shouted up the tree. My friends and I were so angry about how the tigers hurt you. We don't want all this. This wall is silly. Leopards and cheetahs should be friends again. We told all our families and friends at school, and they told all their families and friends. And here we are. Break down the wall. Sorry,
1: I lost
2: my place. What are you talking to? What are you talking to? Um, I was just telling Jonah that I lost my place. Alright. Break down the wall. We are all cats, spotty or stripey, roaring or purry big or small, break down the wall. They stood still, their voices in harmony, leopards and cheetahs. Eventually, the horrible police cheetahs crept away. The tigers lost their voices and stopped roaring. The leopards jumped over the wall in their droves, and the cheetahs clapped and cheered in welcome. Lay down, bud. Charlie held up his paw, and Layla gave him a high five. The tigers crawled away, back to the land they came from. One hundred white doves were set free, and they roamed the skies once more. Charlie took Layla on the glass helter-skelter, and they swung through the waterfalls. He gave Layla the cuddle that he had wanted to give her on her eighth birthday. It was the best party that Layla had ever had. And so this day became known as the day when the little cats broke down the wall Though the tigers and evil cheetahs lashed out with ravaging roars and terrifying talons, it was the sheer number of small cats with their small voices who made it possible. It was their bravery and their good hearts which finally brought peace to Calypso Island. The cats destroyed the wall, but one section of rock remained to remind leopards and cheetahs about the time when they were separated and not allowed to be friends. This part of the wall became a mural and a symbol of freedom and kinship. The cats were allowed to draw and paint whatever they wished on this free space. They built a bridge across it. And this bridge was like a handshake between the leopards and the cheetahs. A handshake of unity, a handshake of equality, and a handshake uh, for hope of a happy future on Calypso Island. The End.
1: All my words to do is... I want you to see this one.
2: Alright. What's that one you have to say? Okay. Oh
1: yeah. my god. Don't touch the magic
2: dragon. To Read it again.
1: No, I don't like it. Alright, ready? No. I don't like that.
2: Okay, hey, lay down, guys. Jesse, lay down and put your blanket on. I will Oh, I'm gonna sing it for you. But Puff.
3: Puff, the magic dragon, lived by the sea. And it in the other night. No, I, I just did it. Oh,
2: I'm um, I'll I'll play it for you tomorrow. It's late, buddy. A
3: little jockey paper of that rascal pop and bottom spoons and box and other fancy stuff pulled oh, together. Oh on a boat for red sail Pi oh. or Jack yeah. Pop pitched on Pop's gigantic tail. Noble kings and princes would bow whenever they came. And pirate ships would lower their flags when Puff pour out his name. Oh, Puff, the magic dragon, lived by the sea, and frolicked in the autumn mist of a land called family. A dragon lives forever, the little boys grow up, soon painted wings and silly strings go to other stuff. One gray night it happened, Jackie Paper came no more. And Puff, the magic dragon, he ceased his fearless roar. His head was hung in sorrow, green scales fell like rain. Puff no longer went to play along the cherry lane. Oh, Puff, the magic dragon, lived by the sea, and frolicked in the autumn mist of a land called Hanalee. I'm cocoa because Oh, buddy. Alright, sit up, please. What's that? It's a that? what? It's a Sorry. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm.
1: I, don't okay. I don't have a water bottle. You do I'm
2: done. Okay, Mom, mm-hmm. i I'm for. wait for Please. But i Please. Please. Please.
1: Please.
3: Please. 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 Go to sleep. sleep. Jonah, go to sleep. choose any kind. (laughs) Pfft. <laughs>
1: uh uh-huh. Thank you.